Welcome to Trail Mix, where Mary and Jody sort through life's fruits, sweets, and nuts. Mary Tomlinson and Jody Dreyer, who met when their paths crossed as Disney executives, are now advisors, speakers, and authors, and I'm excited to say podcasters. They can't wait to share life stories and experiences, insightful and practical takeaways, encouragement, and you can always count on full-out honesty and lots of laughs along the way. Ready for some Trail Mix? Let's mix it up with Mary and Jody. Oh, Mary, I can't believe it. It's voting day. Voting day. Yep. I know. Or lots of people have already voted. Lots of early voters this year. Well, that's true. But I'm excited. It's always this mix of excitement and the realization that we have the freedom to vote. True. And that it's yet it's weighty it's a responsibility that i think we have to take seriously and i especially think about it um our nephew this is the first year that he's able to vote Mm. in a presidential election and he's asking a lot of questions about it and it's brought to my mind again the importance of it and it isn't something we should take for granted no no and this is such an interesting year. I saw this article. Let me read just a little bit of it. It says, uh, take one look at your Facebook feed and it might feel like we're reliving, we're living in the most divisive time in American history. Everyone seems to have an opinion and they're ready to share it. But is our current political state really the most partisan it's ever been? According to American political history history expert and professor of history, Randall Miller, Ph.D., it's not even close. The most divisive time in our history was in the years leading up to the Civil War, he says. In the mid-19th century, differences were so profound, representatives carried weapons into Congress. Miller does, however, believe our current state of political affairs is comparable to the country's founding At the end of the 18th century, it was the first government under the Constitution. It was a time of great uncertainty. That's the biggest parallel. But there's one major difference between today's political climate and that of the country's founding, the ability to compromise. So he goes on. But I just thought it was really interesting because it kind of puts it in perspective because there's just so much noise and divisiveness and anxiety on this day, really kind of culminating today to see what happens. Um, But it's kind of part of our country's history. Well, and I think, you know, you've done a lot of traveling outside the U.S., and I have too. And I think as you look around the world and other countries are going through their version of whatever the process is and in some countries not the opportunity necessarily or the freedom to have a say in their future to the extent that we as Americans are able to and Mm -hmm. that always resonates with me that you do look at what's happening here and you think it's all so terrible but honestly, in many cases, wow, it's really such a gift and it's not terrible. It's part of our rights and something that we should 
take seriously because other people don't have that opportunity or the same freedom. Mm -hmm. Have you seen any of that in some of your travels? Well, I have. As a matter of fact, the one that jumps out was the first time that I went to China and Hong Kong and the regions there. We were looking. It was before the groundbreaking and the decision was made to build Hong Kong Disneyland. Mm -hmm. And we went on a trip with the you know, all the folks in the company that would be making different decisions around that. And I organized part of it and got to really be a fly on the wall going on an advance trip to set up the trip Mm -hmm. and then go with all of the folks and be in meetings again, mostly from a position of fly on the wall. I had some obviously opinions, but I wasn't going to be the ultimate decision maker, clearly. And it was just fascinating and uh, disturbing to a certain extent how much we were put in this uh, little circle and we were taken around uh, China and we were shown certain things and then in our hotels at night, we weren't able to leave and we Mm. weren't able to go different places without Mm. escorts and just freedoms that, again, we take for granted, not necessarily around (laughs) voting, but ultimately would lead to not having the same freedom around elections and different things. So it was, it was, interesting and I always think back to that trip and how uh, folks must feel that aren't able to freely move about and let their imagination run wild and feel that their country you know they have a stake in ownership in in their country and their homeland and it was a, a a really, I'm glad that that happened fairly early in my career because it just made me think very different about things that I take for granted mm-hmm. here in the United States. Yeah, I remember Bill and I took a trip to Israel probably 25 years ago, and it was really interesting because it, you know, it was one of these bus tours, and you were going to go see all these sites, and every morning the bus driver and the tour guide got together and decided based on where there were potential conflicts or uh, it was not safe to reroute where we were going that day and to, you know, be in the bus driving and see kind of the uh, Israeli defense force out in public with their submachine guns um, everywhere you know, on one hand, it's like, uh, do I feel really safe or am I really frightened that that was just the state of their country? And as you say, it was it, the moving around the country what, had to be very intentional about where it was safe and where it wasn't safe. And, you know, as we go from place to place in the United States, you know, you just don't have to think about that to the same level. So it, it is such a different environment um, of what people get used to. And, and, you know, again, I I think it's just coming back to our wonderful USA, which is certainly not perfect. And this is certainly not a wonderful, calm, 
kumbaya, everybody loves everybody time in our history. Um, but there's still so much good here. Mm-hmm. Well, and th- when you think about being divided, I actually was fortunate enough to visit Germany mm-hmm. when the wall was still there and it was East and West Germany mm-hmm. and you had to show passports to go from one part to the other. And I was on a trip with my family and my dad was, when we were crossing, was taken off of our uh, tour group bus that we were in and he was taken away somewhere. And it's funny because to this day, my brothers are always like, do you think that dad was doing secret work that we didn't know about? Or um, I don't know what it was that triggered it on his passport, but there were, um, you know, he was taken away and gone for a while. And it was frightening as a younger child. Mm -hmm. And then there were not because of that, but in addition to that, there were dogs that would go around the bus and they would have Mm a mirror that they would go take under the bus. And, and it was just a, really intense time as you're pointing out in their history and then of course the wall came down and now there's such a different Germany and I think of all of the walls that are up between different parts of you know in that case it was Germany but even within a country Mm -hmm. and I think of our country Mm -hmm. and how there are differences and Mm -hmm. how can we celebrate the differences and recognize and encourage people to be um, you know just all that they can be and to celebrate their cultures and diversity within living here in the U.S. and how that all comes together. And even when you really think about diversity of a country, it's diversity in what, not just the people, but in locations. I mean, think of the diversity of, you know, from the mountains to the prairies. Are you going to gonna the start singing? Countries. I might. From I the mountains I, to yeah. the prairies. <laughs> I would never sing with talking to you because you <laughs> are the singer. So that would probably end our friendship forever. <laughs> Although you do let me sing with you when the windows are down and we're on hey, a road trip yeah, man, screaming. Make a joyful noise, the Bible says. <clears throat> right. But I, I do think as you think about um, diversity, how, again, not to uh, sugarcoat it and just say, it's all good and everyone should be. But again, when you think about a country like that that had a wall for so many right. years and, you know, really freedom on one side, not on the other, right. and how that breaks down, I just think, gosh, it, it it makes you put what's happening here and some of our differences, and we just don't want to be uh, that kind of country. Yeah, there again, there's so much beauty in our country. Um, sometimes we can focus on everything that divides us um, versus that in which, you know, part of the passion of the United States um, is part of who we are. I I saw an article that said, um, what do foreigners admire most about America or Americans? Number one was their friendliness. Number two is we're open to experimentation and innovation. Number three, we're a nation of dreamers. Number four, we genuinely wish well on others. 
Number five is great music. How funny is that? And number six was customer service. Um, so, and, you know, there's more. But I, I, it's just interesting when we kind of get on the outside. You know, you always think about, you know, the crazy loud Americans that people perceive us. But um, when they look at our country, um, you know, there, there's a lot of good that they see. Um, and I just think about things like, you know, I love New York City and New York City has like over 8 million people and there's just the vibe of the city, which is so cool. And then, so on the other end of the pendulum, we have this little town where my daughter lives, which is called Calypso, North Carolina. And there are 500 people and there is not a stoplight. And it's like Mayberry RFD. Um, And so you just think about the beauty of both places. Um, But I I heard um, uh, some talk by um, Chuck Mingo, who is one of the teaching pastors at Crossroads Church in Cincinnati. And he was talking about the United States and um, trying to overcome our current frustrations and disappointments uh, with our country and the people in it and the government. And he said, I thought, a a couple really important things. He said, um, our country is made up of broken, fallen people who will let us down. And that if my hope is high, that people will do the right thing and that, um, you know, they will be high integrity, et cetera, et cetera. If my hope is high in people, I am going to be disappointed. Um, but if my hope is not in a country and not in those who run the country, but in the God who created the universe, then I'm going to be able to understand that People just do dumb things, even when I could just stomp my feet and say, I wish they would uh, do it right and reach across the aisle and do what's right for the American people. Um, But the more I trust in the people, so there's this diversity of people, clearly a diversity of opinion, a diversity of the way things should be. Um, it's on one hand embracing that as a good thing because it makes us stronger, but it also can make us so angry um, that we lose sight of it. And the fact of it is they're all human beings and they're fallen and they're going to do dumb things. So for me to expect them to be better and more righteous, I'm going to just be totally disappointed. So it, it just is, you know, it's this, it, I, I just think it's this tension and dynamic of I love this country and it drives me crazy at the same time. And putting yourself in the category of the people that will do stupid things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, if you think of things that you do or how were the stereotypical American when we go somewhere or, right. I mean, the reason stereotypes come about is for that very reason. There is a core of, and I always think about the times that I've worked outside the country and I live into the American stereotype or (laughs) when you're not maybe the best neighbor possible. So Uh it's like, we are those people that are humans that will make mistakes, that will do those things. I also going back to 
what you said about where we put our trust and how we can change maybe our thinking about it and the context. I'm Pastor Tim Keller that I talk about and quote a lot from New York talks about life in the radical middle. Mm. And he says, you know, I think we try sometimes as Christians to put God on this side or that mm. side or maybe political parties or things like that. Mm-hmm. And and then you start to think, okay, you know, who's the person that you are going to vote for that's going to make it all better? And I love, you know, what you're saying that Chuck said that it's not going to be a person and mm. there isn't a person that's going to do everything right. And oftentimes the real truth and where we should end up is in that middle space Mm-hmm. But it's very hard to live daily in the middle space. And especially on voting day, you do have to vote <laughs> one yeah. way or the other. Yeah. But but honestly, that is why it's so important that we continue to communicate and talk and dialogue because the truth probably is in the middle. Like there's some yeah. things on the right that make sense and there's some things on the left that make sense. Right. And, and that struggle and tension is trying to get the best of both and end up someplace fabulous in the middle. Right. Well, I, I'm always interested to, to remember that when Jesus was on this earth, um, his disciples and even people wanted him to be a political leader. They wanted him to get engaged, um, with Rome And he resisted it. I mean, he was, you know, trying to communicate. It's it's not what's on the outside. It's in the heart. And uh, overthrowing a government is not necessarily the answer. Um, And so, yeah, there is so much of this that I think we have to look internal. Uh, as you say, to look where we're even doing things um, that we don't like when other people do it um, and vote with our heart to be prayerful about it, um, to know that nothing is perfect. Um, and and again, not to trust in America. I mean, it because it, America and the people of America will let us down. That is, I mean, it and, and similar to that article I started with, I mean, it's always been part of our country since the very beginning. There has always been conflict and differences of opinion. Um, but there's this quote by Harry S. Truman that I love. It said, America was not built on fear. America was built on courage on imagination and on an on an unbeatable determination to do the job at hand. So it's moving forward. I may be frustrated uh, at what's happening in Washington, but it's like, okay, so what can I do that creates the America um, that I want um, with my neighbors, with my family, with my community? Mm -hmm. How can I get involved in my own little way and not just sit back, cross my arms and wait for Washington to get their act together? It's, It's to say, okay, what can I do today to create the community, the America that I think we are 
Um, so starting small, I mean, we've always, you know, always been a grassroots country anyway. So I think it, you know, we, we just spend so much time just shaking our heads at what's going on in Washington, but it's to say, okay, so what can I do in my little part of this world? And you used one of my favorite words, which is community. I think when we talk country and we talk, like you're saying, you know, politics in Washington, D.C., and it all feels out there and it feels too big to even deal with and overwhelming. And then, like you said, you get discouraged and you read things that make you cranky or sad or something. And I think if we celebrate and then celebrate the community and the things that bring us together and celebrate the parts of our country that, you know, we talked about traveling outside the U.S. and the things I I can remember, oh my gosh, when you'd be on the plane on the way home, especially if you had been out of the country for a while, one of my extended times I was out for, you know, almost a year and without, I just, I mean, I could shut my eyes and anticipate what it was going to be like to jump back in and see the people that I loved and the communities, you know, you're talking about small towns and big cities and, Mm -hmm. you know, just the best of, and, and really the diversity. Mm -hmm. So, you know, one of my favorite places in the United States is Yosemite. John and I have had great trips there and we've taken our nieces and nephews there and we've hiked and we've explored just this beautiful God's creation, beautiful. And yet then, you know, the farm where my dad was born in Indiana, I drive down the gravel road there and it's just your home. And And you go to houses where you grew up and people that you grew up as neighbors and foods. Of course, we can't not talk about foods that we love (laughs) (laughs) that are hard to get when you're, Uh you know, not not at home here Uh in the USA. Uh And so all those things, how do we celebrate? How do we make our community as strong as it can be and and again, I know that I've said this before and it just is overused, but how do you eat an elephant? You know, Mm -hmm. one bite at a time. Mm -hmm. And I think we tend, especially during election time, to focus on the elephant and it does overwhelm us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So suffice it to say, we are lucky, we're blessed, we are fortunate to call this great country home. Um, So, you know, as you celebrate your right to vote today, um, you know, have some trail mix. Trail mix in itself is a wonderful representation of our country. You may not like everything in your trail mix and you pick out the pieces you don't like and you eat the pieces that you do. It's it's the again, it's the diversity. And I want to end with this um, Abraham Lincoln quote. My dream is of a place and a time when America will once again be seen as the last best hope of earth. May we each do that in our own little ways today and know that even though this country is still pretty young, 244 years old, that it will continue. By God's grace, it will continue. So enjoy your trail mix on this election day and clearly don't forget the chocolate. 
and popcorn. We're now on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We hope you'll follow us. Look for Trail Mix Pod with a picture of Trail Mix. And you can now find all our episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. Look for Trail Mix. If you like what you hear, we hope you'll subscribe. It was great to have you. Thanks for listening to Trail Mix, sorting through life's fruits, sweets, and nuts. Keep mixing it up. And remember, life is nuts. So don't forget the chocolate.